our Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries, and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them, and what tips they for girls of my age. Today, my guest is Caroline Hazelhurst, who is Vice President at Bird, the scooter hire business. Previously, Caroline was Ops Director at Deliveroo, Caroline also sits on the Global Future Council at the World Economic. Wow, that's an amazing role. Thanks for joining me today, Caroline. Can we start by you telling us all how your career took you to Bird and have you always been interested in sustainable LED business? Yes, uh, thank you, Grace. and Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, before we start, can I just say your podcast is wonderful. I'm really impressed by what you're doing, and I really wish something like this had existed when I was your age. Um, but great to see someone doing it now. So how did my career bring me to BIRD? Uh, so I'm vice president of uh, Europe, Middle East and Africa at BIRD. And just for those who don't know, uh, BIRD is a micro mobility company. So we operate shared electric scooters across cities. Um, how did my career get me there? So I actually started out uh, in finance. Uh, so I started uh, in investment banking. Uh, at the time that I left university, that was generally perceived as a you know, one of the best jobs that you could get. Um, it was a good training ground. I learned a lot about numbers and finance and hard work. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I did that for a good few years, investment banking and then the investment side. So private equity. And really, I didn't feel it in my heart. You know, it wasn't something that I was passionate about, although it was you know, a good job. Um, I wanted to do something that I felt passionately about, that I was excited about um, getting up in the morning and going to work. And an opportunity came up at Deliveroo, which is a food delivery business, uh, in the very, very early days. And I was already a customer, so I really liked the business. <laughs> I liked getting good food delivered, you know, who doesn't? And um, the opportunity came up there and I just had to jump at it. I knew that that was my opportunity to do something that I cared about and that was exciting and fun. <laughs> um, and I was really lucky. I joined a great business. I learned a lot. I worked with some really good people. I did that for four years. And then the next big hot space to join was micromobility. So an opportunity came up at Bird after four years at Deliveroo. And really, I just wanted to do the same thing again. I just wanted to build a business, work with good people, learn a lot and have tons of fun doing it. And uh, that's why I joined Bird. Was there anything that you learned at Deliveroo that helped you now at Bird? Yeah, a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, I don't really know where to start, but um, how to prioritize, um, how to let things go when you can't get everything done. Uh, how to motivate a team, you know, what people really care about and what's important to them, uh, how to remain focused on doing the best that you can, both as an individual and as a business, rather than focusing on your competition. Um, and also what's important for me career wise, the, the longer you go through your career and try different things, the more you really feel and work out this is the kind of thing I like and this is the kind of thing I don't like. This is the kind of thing I'm good at. This is the kind of thing I'm not good at. This is the impact that I want to have on the world. And so in a fast growing business like Deliveroo, uh, you learn 
all of that stuff very, very quickly. So it was helpful to take a lot of that to bird, as well as, of course, the practical stuff, um, how to how to structure new markets, how to launch quickly, um, how to budget, how to manage to a, a P&L, a profit and loss account um, and uh, overall, how to think about setting up processes um, so that you can build your business into a grown up business rather than a chaotic startup. When you were at school, did you know what you wanted to do or be or did that happen when you were later in life? No, I always knew what I wanted to do all the way through school. And I always, always, always wanted to be a famous actress or a vet. So that can still happen. I still still think maybe I'm going to get there. <laughs> this is just a blip. Um, no, I'm joking. I think uh, I mean, that is what I wanted to do when I was at school. Um, but as I came out of university, uh I think what changed was I started to get interested in business and creating things and building things. So um, I think it's just that when I was at school, I didn't really know what running a business meant or what working in operations meant or what tech or startups meant. So honestly, I think it just never really crossed my mind. And when I think back to my days in school and I went to an all girls school, Um, Most of the career options that were talked about or were sort of put on the table for me tended to be what were perceived as female roles at the time, um, tended to be what was perceived as your sort of standard good jobs at the time. And so uh, honestly, what I do now would never have crossed my mind back in those days. So I'm glad that um, luck (laughs) Uh, has has brought me to where I am today, although I still think I would have been a good actress. <laughs> so do I. Um, <laughs> um, I know you went to SOAS. How important do you think it actually is to go to university? Mm, it's a very good question. I think it depends on the individual. The great thing about university is when you're coming out of school age 18, I think very few people really know what they want to do. So university gives you the opportunity to meet a bunch of different people from different backgrounds, get to know yourself a little bit more without your parents, stand on your own two feet, maybe explore a new city, uh, maybe do internships while you're at university. So it gives you time and thinking space to perhaps work out what you want to do. You know, if I'd came straight out of school and gone into work, I'd probably be doing something very different right now. So there's a lot of value to going to university. Um, and a lot of that value is is not just professional, but also personal. Um, however, what I would say is if coming out of school, you know what you want to do, if you are really passionate about something, you know, if I'd been passionate enough about being an actress, then I would have said, well, I should have come out of school and gone straight into that. So I think it depends a bit on the individual, but there are a lot of great things that come from going to university. Let's talk about the World Economic Forum. Perhaps you could tell me a little bit what it does and your role. Uh, Yes. So uh, I sit on what's called uh, the Global Future Council at the World Economic Forum. So um, there are a bunch of different Global Future Councils that all look at slightly different things. So they're all about 
what will the world look like in the future and how do we get there? So my role is on the Mobility Council, which probably isn't a surprise given my role at BIRD. Yeah. Um, But that's all about the future of transportation, the future of how we move around cities. And the work is primarily advisory and policy work. So, for example, uh, we would discuss how as a group of experts in transportation can we advise cities on how they should set up their infrastructure for the future. Things like should we help them to budget for cycle lanes? Should they be building cycle lanes or should they be investing in other types of infrastructure? Um, What do new types of mobility such as autonomous vehicles or shared bikes or shared scooters, um, uh, what impact do they have on cities? Um, What are the key constraints and issues that cities should think about, like congestion or emissions? So it's effectively a um, planning and uh, advisory and policy role. Which country that Bird isn't in do you think would benefit from Bird scooters the most? <laughs> well, the the true answer is any major city in the world uh, pretty much has the same problems, congestion and emissions. And the great thing about Bird is that it solves um, a lot of those problems uh, through sort of sustainable and safe shared mobility. Uh, So really, I can't give you one country or one market because the reality is that every city in the world benefits from this type of shared mobility. Um, Now, I'm not quite sure if Deliveroo um, has uses electric bikes, but do you think that if Bird was ever to develop um, more of an electric and sustainable and economically friendly motorbike or electric bike, do you think that um, do you think Deliveroo would also benefit since there's so many delivery drivers out there who always are delivering meals to people? Uh, absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think what you see in the startup world and in the tech world is um, as uh, industries develop and mature, um, of course, them trying to improve uh, not only financially and from a growth perspective, but also in terms of their impact on the world. Now, I know that a large proportion of Deliveroo's fleet is already electric. Um, and just to be clear, Deliveroo doesn't actually own the fleet. It's the it's the rider that that owns their own vehicle. But more, more and more of the fleet is electric. Um, a lot of the fleet are bicycles rather than sort of mopeds or motorbikes anyway. And I'm a few years out of Deliveroo now. But at the time that I was there, the percentage of the fleet that was bicycle or electric was increasing much faster than the percentage that was um you know, motorbike. So um, they might already be in a pretty good place there. But uh, but absolutely, I could see there being uh, reason for them to uh, do more. When we look at social media, which I know plays a huge part in everyone's lives, what advice would you give girls, say, about my age, about how to use it and not use it? Oh, that's such a difficult question, because now I'm going to sound old. (laughs) Um, I think social media is 
extremely toxic, um, particularly for girls, not just young girls, <laughs> girls my age. Um, there is a lot of stuff on social media. In fact, most stuff on social media that is just not true, that is just not right. Um, you know, in terms of having a positive body image is impossible when people on social media have Photoshop their photos, have, you know, every filter under the sun on it. Um, it just means that um, girls, women um, will find it harder and harder to have a um, true perception of of what is true. <laughs> um, and probably the same applies for, for men, to be honest. Um, it also um, uh, perpetuates a world where uh, you get your validation from likes or from the number of friends you have or the number of people that engage on your photo or your video. And that is also not real. Uh, the only thing that's real is uh, your perception of yourself and your own self-confidence, your own self-esteem and your own self-worth. So the only real advice that I can give here, and this is something that I've been working on my whole life and continue to work on, is to Focus on yourself, focus on your own self-worth, um, understand how beautiful you are as an individual, understand how talented you are as an individual. Um, and that is really the only thing that is uh, true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, maybe I sound very old with that uh, view. Well, I, th I think you make quite a good point because um, you're right. Social media account has become a bit fake instead of been used for good some people have been using it for more of uh, a worse purpose yeah um have you had any mentors or have there been anyone that you particularly admire i've had mentors through my career um they sort of come and go i guess i mean the thing the thing that i think about uh when it comes to, to women that i admire um is really any woman that is, um, let's say, challenging the status quo. So that could very easily be sort of a Serena Williams or a Venus Williams, you know, a, you know, sportswoman. Um, that could easily be um, a woman like Sheryl Sandberg, who's done very well on the business side and has written some life changing books. But that could equally be, um, you know, a single mother who's balancing uh, life at home and a career. Um, and so for me, I find a lot of inspiration in uh, what I would describe as exceptional women. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they are famous women. Um, and I think that you can pretty much learn a lot from from everyone. Um <laughs> And uh, particularly as a female in a male dominated world and a male dominated industry, looking to other females that experience some of the same challenges, understanding that you're not alone uh, is very helpful and very empowering. Well, I really enjoyed chatting with you today, Caroline. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their careers. Keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcast as I talk to many more brilliant women. Thank you to our sponsors, Haynes Watts and Levi Strauss, for their amazing support.